Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're all coming out of our post-pandemic slump, and if all the headlines are correct, this summer is going to be an epic travel summer. Before you spend all your travel dollars and hop on the plane, take a listen to this special reboot episode that was recorded a few years ago with Molly Krangle, CEO of Wild Bum, as she shares why travel is not a luxury, but really part of our overall well-being. This is a message I can definitely get behind. Hope you enjoy this special reboot. Hey friends, Shauna here. And when we think about this idea of money wellness, travel is for sure a strong component. Today's guest, Molly Kringle, founder of Wild Bum and a warrior for living life with more adventure and meaning, thinks we need to reframe our minds around travel and has one simple tip to help you do just that. That shifting our mindset where you're on a crusade to view travel not as a luxury, rather as an essential part of our health and well-being. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Game. It will expand your brain. Anytime I get to talk about travel with someone that is equally as passionate, I just 
totally geek out, (laughs) so you'll have to forgive me in this episode. But Molly totally inspired me in this chat to really think about travel differently. It's not always about a big, lavish trip, but it's really about the experience and then how that experience changes you, even if you only travel a few miles from your home. On today's episode, we chat about what Molly thinks is really missing from travel right now, how you can find more adventure and meaning through travel on any budget, why she started Wild Bum and Wild Hive, and how you can reframe your thinking around travel for the new year. Let's get into the chat. I wanted to start out, I was perusing on your website, and there was something that you had on there, a stat on there that really blew me away. Uh, It said, according to the U.S. Travel Association Project Mm -hmm. Time Off, there are approximately 705 million unused vacation days every year in the United States. And that's crazy. You coupled that with, of course, like vacation is ex- essential to us, right? Strong bonds and, and adventure, fulfilled life, all those things. So like, what is the deal? Why are we not <laughs> taking vacations? I know. Isn't it outrageous? It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it really is. And And surprisingly and sadly, that number has gone up over the past several years. So wow. you'd think it'd be doing the opposite, but um, it's, it's very fascinating. It is part of our vision and our, our mission, um, is really to be warriors for, you know, like changing this culture, this dialogue and, um, you know, getting people to actually use their vacation days. Um, and I think a lot of it is our mindset around travel. So we're really, um, you know, on this crusade, if you will, to shift where we we don't view travel as a luxury, rather as right. an essential part of our health and well-being. So I think that first and foremost, there's really that reframing of the mind that has to happen with travel. And travel doesn't mean this extravagant, you know, crazy vacation. It literally could mean jumping in your car, uh, going an hour away from your home and feeling like you're in this new place, you know, changing up your environment and your, your daily routine. Um, so sure. Yeah. But there's a few reasons we found that, uh, this number is so staggering and I think it varies, but it could be that, you know, a lot of employers are starting to recognize the importance of encouraging their employees to travel, to use their vacation days. They actually return to work with a improved overall well-being. They are more creative, more productive. They take fewer sick days. So it really starts with that culture in the workplace. But then it's actually somehow finding a way to not just say it, but to get their employees to take the time off. Because I think a lot of us feel that stress of our workload, you know, building up. So there's that. Yeah. And I always say the first step to traveling really starts with courage. Because mm. I think that, you know, like we forget about that part. There's so, there are so many people. I think it's hard for you and I were just chatting about our shared love for travel. So for us, it's like, well, of course, like if I could travel personally, if I could get away at least once a month, that is like my goal. I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy to people, but I like yearn for it. Definitely have the bug. Um, but it, of course, goes way beyond just like pretty pictures for Instagram. It is actually life changing, in my opinion. Um, so having the courage to recognize not only how magical it is, 
but that it's okay to feel a little discomfort, to feel vulnerable going somewhere new, and that you actually feel the sense of empowerment by doing it. And that your work, it's going to be okay. It's going to be there <laughs> when you return, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. A lot of times you come back and you're like, oh, okay, nothing crazy happened. Like things are going on just as usual. I c- probably could have extended my trip another week. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then I think, um, and I, I ramble because I get so excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's, it's important to like dive into like totally. the reasons why this isn't happening. Because I think then people can relate to one of those reasons. Maybe it's something they haven't even thought about before. Like, Absolutely. oh yeah, maybe that's the reason why I don't travel. And it's not always related to money. Exactly. Well, and that's part of, you know, why Wild Bum was born was because so many people, and I, I started a version of this just on my own without realizing it at the time that it was sort of my, you know, little experiment, but that a lot of people get completely overwhelmed with the planning. So they might know they want to go somewhere and they're excited about it. They want to use their vacation days or take their kids somewhere. But then you get online, you're overwhelmed with a sea of information, right? And a lot of it is super piecemeal. So I know personally I'm spending, well, I go, my family calls it the like, I'm in the zone. I get like obsessive. I can't even like I know them, what right? you're talking about. Yes. yes. And it's like, I want the cool stuff. I want the local experiences. I want the hidden gems. So that means I might be on like the 15th page of a Google search to find those things. Um, But a lot of people don't enjoy that. Either they don't have the time or they just dislike the process. So when we created Wild Bum, it was like, hey, let's bring this global community of people like you and myself, who we call guide architects, who obsess over the research and then they travel it. And then they build this beautiful, comprehensive and current PDF so that they can then go to the people who aren't yet using their vacation days and say, hey, here, we did all this vetted research for you. We traveled it. You no longer need to sit and go through. Whilst all of those resources that exist are amazing for people like us, um, they don't have to sit and then piecemeal all these things together. They can have this blueprint. Um, So I think that's another reason why people, you know, aren't traveling is just the time it takes to create, curate a meaningful experience. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. I mean, I'm just like you. For me, actually digging and travel planning and trying to find the unique experiences, for me, that's like relaxation. I know, right? (laughs) Even though for other people, they might look at my screen and be like, oh my God, you have like 20 windows open. And how are you, how are you (laughs) deciphering all this information? I'm like, but this, this for me is almost as much fun as actually Uh, being on the trip is is, is finding those things. Uh, Uh, Exactly. But I know that, you know, you, you talked about how traveling, the way I see it really is this, this wellness piece to your life. And if you're not doing it, then you're not really fully taking advantage of, you know, wellness in, in all the different areas of your life. And you talked about how you could travel lots of different ways. It doesn't have to be far or expensive or anything like that. But I'm curious, you know, so many people like go on a trip and then they come home and then mm-hmm. they feel like that, that like all of a sudden the like doom gloom of having yeah. to go back to work like really sets in. Are there any practices or tips or ideas you could share about like when you're on a trip, Mm -hmm. how maybe you could like really soak in that, 
that adventure or, yeah. or, you know, exploring new things, whatever it may be, so that you could feel fulfilled when you come back and not really walk into that. Yes. Well, I I have actually been really thinking about this a lot lately. And I think the first thing is that our culture is so focused on tangible things, right? right? So like, it's much easier for someone to spend thousands of dollars on, let's say a purse, like a fancy purse, um, because they can see it than it is for them to say, I'm actually going to prioritize this on a travel experience. You You don't really get to see all of the shifts and changes that are going through our bodies, whether it's our mm, physical yeah. health, right? Our physiological health and even our cognitive health and well-being. So travel is strengthening and building new neural pathways in our brain. I know this isn't like so, you know, sexy to talk about, but as somebody, I'm a scientist. So yes, I it really, is. Yes, it is. I know, right? Right. It should be. I get really giddy over that. But um, and it, it begins in childhood. So a lot of people will talk about, you know, traveling with their kids and how it's really hard for them. And it's like, if you can look, change the way you look at a travel experience with your kids to actually understand what it's doing for them, how big of a gift it is for them. I mean, it's shaping their brains and their lives in ways we don't even know. So I think like step one is really recognizing that there, there are so many benefits that are going on within our bodies that we might not see externally right away, but just to know that they're happening, I think should be very exciting for people, you know? And and also I would imagine the alternative, like I know, you know, I traveled, I was very fortunate. I grew up in a family where, uh, you know, we didn't have millions and millions of dollars, but Mm -hmm. money wasn't like a huge focal point. And so- I never really fixated on that. And, right. you know, I didn't have anxiety around money. I, I didn't really have any of that, honestly, until yeah. I graduated from college. <laughs> yep. But we would go on these trips and we would have a great time as a family. But when we would get on the plane or in the car mm-hmm. ride to come home, my yep. dad would fixate on how much the trip cost. Yeah. And I found myself then all of a sudden feeling really terrible, Guilty. like, like, oh, were we not supposed to have fun? Or was I not supposed to buy the suntan lotion or the grilled cheese or whatever? And so I find that as an adult, I have to deprogram myself to do the exact same thing because it's really Mm. easy for me to be like, oh my God, and we spent this much money and blah, 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 you know. And my husband's always like, relax, we had fun, you know, and I really have to work hard. So I would imagine, just like you said, a lot of people have that, programmed in their head, just like traveling with kids, like, oh, this is going to be terrible experience before you even go into it. Right, right. And those are things we can, we can shift, right? Like we can change that. I think the way to combat those are number one would be, you know, the, the first step is if you want to travel more, you know, there's all sorts of tips and we have them even on our editorial piece on Wild Bum, um, you know, about ways to save ahead of time. So if you know that you want to start prioritizing travel, it can be as simple as setting up a separate savings account, putting a jar out in the kitchen, every little dollar really adds up. And then it might mitigate some of that guilt you feel post trip, because you know that you set that money aside and you earned it and you deserve to have an amazing experience. So, you know, you can also open a credit or use a credit card where you're accruing points. 
or miles. So that helps too, right? So you can, you know, find ways to save on the, you know, on the front end. But then also, um, I think that it's important to talk about how we prioritize our spending, even just in general, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can't afford this, or I can't afford that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's all about how we prioritize. And I can guarantee you, there are tons of things that my husband and I have said, you know, we're not going to do these things because we'd rather put that money into travel. So, you know, a lot of it is even just recognizing, even when you're coming home and you're starting to feel those things, it's like, okay, well, this felt really good while we were doing it. I want to keep those good feelings, you know, going. So I'm just going to maybe think about things that I spend my money on at home that really aren't um, necessary. And I recognize that this travel experience was so special. I want more of it. And so I'm going to start to sort of shift the way, you know, the way I spend at home, if that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. 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 And what about for people who really want to travel, but maybe it just isn't affordable or or mm-hmm. feasible for them to go anywhere super far. Like maybe yeah. the, the option is just finding a way to have a vacation actually in your own city. Like exactly. how can you take yourself out of like, this is my city, I live here and, and yep. look at it from a more, more adventurous travel standpoint? Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, depending on where you live, I think we all tend to get really comfortable in our bubbles. And some of us do a little bit better job of trying to expand beyond that. But um, for many people, it's like they have this, you know, this route they take to work every day, or, you know, they go to these restaurants or these places because they're within that bubble. And I think that um, we oftentimes underestimate the significance of going beyond going beyond and trying different things and how eye-opening it can be. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've even talked about something as simple as like in Minneapolis, where I live, we have a lot of lakes. And in the warmer months, you, that's what we do. We walk the lakes and they kind of, you go in this loop. And so one day I went out, I was walking my dog and I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn and walk a different direction no. than I normally do. I know, right? My, I mean, it's like, <laughs> rebel, rebel. Yeah, right. But I, the whole, I mean, this is how corny I am, but I, the whole walk, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this and I've never (laughs) seen that. And it's like a totally new perspective, which is what travel and adventure gives us. You don't have to, exactly like you said, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars or fly halfway around the world. You literally can get in your car, go an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes. Or even, you know, rent a little cabin or cottage, whatever you call it, where you live, and get away from where you have your everyday responsibilities weighing on you, you know, like laundry and the dishes and work and all these things. Just give yourself two days to just be present, you know? And I know for myself, because I have kids, that when we do this with our kids, whether it's an hour away from home or in another country, I am never more present with my children than when we are traveling. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. 
I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. 
Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in The Daily Book Club. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton, with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. During a time when every dollar makes a difference, Mint Mobile can help you save hundreds in phone bill charges throughout the year. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com switch. That's mintmobile.com switch. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash switch. Let's talk about holiday debt. Why not, right? Look, I'm as guilty as anyone that once these commercials start airing with cute dogs getting out of cars and reindeer and holiday lights, my wallet just starts screaming at me to spend money. It's like a, a fight, I think, to keep that little voice in my head down that says, hey, Shauna, remember me? It's time to spend more money than you want for the holidays, and no one will know. Let's just get spending. Hold up, little voice. You ain't the boss of me. But listen, check this out. 
In a recent survey by CreditCards.com, millennials are most tolerant of accruing debt during the holiday season than those who are older. In fact, more than half of millennial credit card holders believe that the holidays are an acceptable excuse to pile on debt, and three in five are willing to go into the red every holiday season. Overall, 45% of all cardholders are willing to amass holiday-related credit card debt this season, and 38% believe the holidays make it justifiable to do so. So it appears I'm not alone here in this spending tug of war. But I got three tips to help you win the war against that little voice, or at least just have a fighting chance. Number one, again, this seems obvious, but look realistically at your bank account and your savings account and set what I call a max spend limit for holiday shopping for both you and all those people you're going to give gifts to. So I have a habit of creating a budget for the gifts that I'm buying for other people, but I actually forget that I end up buying a lot of stuff for myself that is on sale, or I think, okay, I need this, or I'll just throw this in the order or something like that. And before I know it, I've spent double my budget and half the stuff is for me. So if you can relate to me on that one, maybe you're you're guilty as well. Just think about setting a realistic budget for both of you, because there's no reason you should just buy everybody's stuff and not yourself. Number two, do you have any credit card points that you can use to buy gift certificates for friends and family? Okay, I'm going to give you a big secret here. I do this every single year, and no one knows that these gift cards came from my points. But I'm just saying I didn't have to spend any money on those either. So credit card points are amazing, miraculous. And yeah, sometimes when you trade them in for gift cards, you don't get the full value. Uh, I mean, there's so many different arguments. Yes, I love to save my points for trips. But when it comes to the holidays, I can get so many gift cards. I can get Amazon gift cards. I can get iTunes gift cards. I can get restaurant and movie theaters. You name it, I can get a gift card. And it's a great way for me, especially if I'm on the edge of my budget, to be able to still give a gift, but not actually have to come out with any more money. Number three, I always pick one credit card and I actually pre-fund my spending limit. That way, once I hit that max, it's really the like red alarm blazing sound in the background to stop spending. Now, of course, if I decide to listen or not to it, that's a whole other question, but at least the alarm goes off. So the beauty of this, and again, this is all just trying to trick your brain into spending within a certain limit. So by, let's say my holiday budget was 500 bucks. So I would actually pay 500 bucks on a credit card. And then I would be able to track where I'm at with that $500 really easily, much better than if I'm using my debit card, which then I'll tend to just overspend because I really haven't calculated how much I'm spending. You see where I'm going here with this? But the beauty then of putting it on the credit card is that I'm actually getting more points for what I'm buying. So it's points upon points upon points, and it really helps me keep within, hopefully, <laughs> within my spending limit. 
But it's all love here, my friends. If you overspend this holiday season, there's absolutely no judgment for me because I am the first to admit that I do it almost every holiday season. But use this as just your friendly PSA to spend within your limits, put up some guardrails so if you do spend more, you don't like wake up on January 2nd in a cold sweat. (laughs) And if you do, that's okay. I gotcha. That's what the podcast is here for. Do you have like maybe a top three list of of places that you've been to? Oh my gosh. It's so hard because I I love, love, love. I know. Well, I'll share maybe three different experiences um, that first come to mind. So we actually just got back a couple months ago from taking our children to Israel and Kenya. Wow. So it was, yeah, we had, we, it was the longest we've ever been away from home. So it took a lot of preparation. Um, my husband owns his own business as well. And if you would have asked him like five years ago, if this was feasible, he probably would have had a panic attack. So <laughs> it definitely took some preparation and work, but we, um, we went for pleasure. We did safari. It was like, we were each a kid. It was the most amazing experience I've ever had. And then we, my kids actually raised about $12,000 to reopen a school in Kenya. Awesome. So yeah, we were able to go there, go to the village, meet the students and the teachers. We walked their trek up the mountain to their school, which was insane. And my kids will never complain about riding a bus again. <laughs> and yes. um, we went and and got leaves from the trees or bushes to make brooms. And we cleaned up the classrooms because they had been shut down since May. So it was like such a magical experience for us. Um, So there was that. And then um, we were chatting before we were recording, but I lead a women's dance and service adventure. So um, I take groups of women, some know each other, some don't all different stages of life. We went to El Salvador on our last trip and we renovated a rural school. Um, and then we dance every day, which is amazing. And we learned how to surf and we ate good food and like the dynamic between all the women, because it's so supportive and celebratory is just off the charts. Incredible. So that is definitely a highlight. And then <laughs> are you getting tired of my rambling? <laughs> no, I love There's it so much. Oh my gosh. Um, my husband and I have been really fortunate that ever since our kids were little, we've really prioritized travel, just the two of us. Um, we believe it's uh, something we didn't really touch on, but how much of a positive in- impact it can have on your marriage, on relationships and staying connected. Just another benefit, right? Yeah. Um, so we've done some pretty awesome trips together, but um, we, so I would say just those experiences. I, I could name a billion places that I've like, still dream about. But I would say just prioritizing those trips away um, with your significant other are also pretty life-changing. So, For sure. Yeah. I actually went to Kenya seven years oh, ago. And really? I, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was just, it was actually a big turning point for me and really uh, time to think about like what was important to me yes. and like, what I wanted to do with my life. And I just had all sorts of crazy like revelations yes, exactly. while I was there. But for me, just seeing how happy people mm. were oh. without all of the stuff 
that, you know, the privilege that we have necessarily here in the United States, really around the world, most places, but seeing how just genuinely happy people were day in, day out. It was just, for me, it was like so refreshing and just such a reminder of yes. of what's really important. Important, exactly. I think that's one of the biggest gifts. Um, I know for myself, whether it's been the women's trips that I've led or our family trips where we've done it, some, you know, service work, but whatever it is, it's, it's sort of this, um, this realization, like you said, revelation where you see people with far less than you and they are so content. And then you think yeah. to yourself, wow, like, do we have it backwards here? Because we have an abundance of things and it seems like we're never satisfied. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I mean, and right? I'm guilty of it myself. Oh, so, <laughs> well, and I think like even touching on earlier, it's like you come back changed, you come back with a you know such a broadened perspective, and you want it to impact your day to day living, and it does. You definitely think about things, I think, a lot more than just kind of going through the motions, but it is very easy to get caught up, you know, back in that frame of mind because this is where we live, you know, it's just that's our, our society and sort of the U S is, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of fill everything. in the blank. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's so awesome to have had your kids have that experience too. Aww. I can, I can only imagine it. You know, yeah. you, you talked earlier about, uh, that you do run two businesses, wild bum and wild hive. I'm definitely uh -huh. seeing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious though, like, how do you bring your, your love for adventure and experiencing life? Like, how do you bring that into these two businesses? Yeah. I mean, they definitely share a common theme, um, that's their shared mission essentially is to be a catalyst for living with more adventure and meaning. So, uh, with wild hive, it's through, I call them mini and big adventures, but the conduit is music, dance, and travel. Um, so it's really wonderful. It's, it's magical. That's always, that's my favorite word. When you bring, <laughs> when you bring people together in these experiences, because, we all are feeling a little vulnerable, right? And we all know if you're a Brene Brown fan, especially like that, that, you know, feeling vulnerable and in getting out of comfort zones is, is, you know, it, it just creates a more meaningful life. You're challenged, you're challenging yourself, you're growing, which is ultimately what I believe is the goal of our human experience. Very much so. Yeah. And Wild Bum, I mean, Wild Bum is same mission, but just growing this global community, which I know we we will probably touch more on money. But for me, um, at the end of the day, everything that I think I'm my purpose here is just to to build community and um and to and to create something that just feels playful and and you know, live, encouraging people, myself included, to live a life with more fulfillment. I don't know I, if I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, finding like what you feel your purpose is and then how you incorporate that into whatever business yeah. idea you would, you would bring to life is really important because that that's what people are going to connect to is that, yes. that feeling. And if you have the passion for it, that's what people want. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious, uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, do you have any, like maybe money lessons that you've learned <laughs> along the way as, as an entrepreneur, like anything stick out in your head? Oh gosh, so many things. Uh, you would probably, if, I, if we were together in real life right now, you'd probably hit me on the back of my head. But I've had, luckily, I've been surrounding myself with some pretty amazing people, which I think is so important as an entrepreneur. And we could go yes. on and on and on about that. Yeah. Um, and just like many entrepreneurs and many women, especially, I've spent many years really um, undervaluing myself because I'm not driven by money. Um, I've learned over the years that if you want to be a business owner, you need to make money. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's helpful, a good thing, right? <laughs> it's a good thing, and I and I believe wholeheartedly in everything that we are doing. And so I've had to get more comfortable with that, but recognizing my own money story and how I view money, because I think a lot of us, it's all different for each one of us. And it's not good or bad. It's about recognizing your skill set. And um, I think finding people who can help. And um, I've been very fortunate to be able to find people who can really, um, you know, help, help in, the, in, in that world and in earning money and budgeting and all of those things that I, those don't light me up. Those are things that don't light me up. So um, I found a, I have been a business women's group where, you know, being around women who are like, I am for profit. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me just sit next to you and absorb a little of your, you know, <laughs> for profitness. Right, right. Exactly. I've had people who have come to some of my adventures and tell me that I need to raise the prices. And so, you know, to find people who who can say those things to you, who value what you do and encourage you. Um, have helped me, I know, a lot in my head of my story and how I approach money. Um, and I think even for for Wild Bomb, I think it's important too that to recognize that guide architects are selling their guides, which again, I know there's a lot of free content on the web, but we really believe that this is something unique. Um, our guides are extremely comprehensive. They're meant to be a one-stop planning shop and they're meant to save somebody 10, 20, 30 hours of their valuable time, right? And sanity. Yes. So what I get most excited about is that I want the guide architects to earn money from their passion and their skill set and their time. So if I'm yes. thinking about, right, if I'm thinking about, obviously like, Wild Bum's a startup. We're only in our our one year mark, so we're we're still in our infancy. That is what keeps me going because I do a much better job of raising money for other people. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> because it makes me feel good. Uh, so really focusing on that is building a brand, a community that they are that people are proud to be a part of. And I see a, a theme in, in everything that you you talk about, everything that you do, this idea of community. And I think mm -hmm. that it, it really is now a, a way or I guess a reason why people are traveling differently or looking for different types yeah. of adventures is to feel that maybe they don't feel it at home, but maybe they can feel it when they travel is there, do you think there's a way to cultivate that idea of community when you travel that doesn't feel forced? Because so many people, 
uh, you don't like the idea of maybe like going in a group necessarily because they say, sure. like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm that type of person or what if I'm on the yeah. spot or I, whatever it may be. What if I don't get along with the people? But yep. I think this idea of community, we were really searching for this. Absolutely. And I think that's what's really bringing back like the mental health, uh, wellness yes. movement and all of that is like, we really need to have this vocalized and not be taboo. So like, how could you cultivate that when you travel and Absolutely. make it feel a- a- authentic? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there are a few different ways. And part of why I love meaningful travel in general, um, I think for sure the group travel is in my experience, because obviously my goal, my number one goal when I'm doing a group travel experience is that there you have to cultivate a certain atmosphere. It has to be warm and welcoming, connecting. Um, There needs to be like, I don't start an adventure without really emphasizing the importance of compassion for one another, celebration for one another. So I think that there are group travel experiences out there like that. And so first step would be finding the one that really aligns with you and what you're looking for and give it a try. Because I do think it's, it's pretty amazing. And you get people out of their, you know, where, where they're at in their own lives. And um, something really special happens between people. But you definitely do not need a group travel experience for that. I think that um, one of the things, and I think you can relate, one of the things that I think is so special about travel is that you realize how amazing people are. Yes. You know, when you're, when you sit at home and you turn on the news, you hear all of these stories. And I can't even tell you how many times people have said, you're going to El Salvador or Guatemala or Belize. Like, how can you do that? And, you know, meanwhile, I have a cousin and an aunt who were just in New York City and saw stabbing just across the street from them. So Mm, I think people forget that things happen in your Mm. own towns. And, you know, there's sort of this disillusion that there's, it's worse other places. But in fact, when you travel, you realize that people are quite good, and that humanity exists. And that gives you a sense of community, but a global community. You know, it's like, like yeah, yeah, it's like the sense of humanity and this warmth and connection and the people that we meet when we travel, we might not stay in touch beyond our travel experience. There is a change that occurred and there's a connection that was made. And I know personally for myself, when I am connecting with somebody who's from Australia or New Zealand or, you know, anywhere in Europe, wherever it is around the world, it makes the world feel like a little bit of a smaller place for me. Um, And it also, it just, it's so expansive. Mm, So I I think that, that, yeah, it naturally occurs. And then I think too, The last thing that I would maybe touch on with that is that I would encourage people to go beyond like an all-inclusive resort. I think that the way to really feel connected to community is to experience a culture, a, a new city, immerse yourself in, you know, whether it's with food, whether it's by attending a local event you know, there's all sorts of ways that you can get involved in a new city. And it is so exciting. I mean, it just gives me goosebumps because (laughs) it's like, you know, those small things that actually make you feel like you're a part of something bigger. um, And that you're, you're going beyond like a resort, you're actually like, meeting the locals and experiencing what life is like somewhere else. 
I just really love the way Molly talks about travel, the necessity to really build it into your budget, but that there are lots of ways to infuse travel and adventure in your life. And you don't have to be a multimillionaire to be able to have these escapes quite often. You can check out more about Molly and find a curated travel guide on her site at wildbum.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I totally appreciate it if you jump over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. It's how we can continue to grow the show. I'll see you back here next week for a fresh new episode. 